Good evening and welcome to the Orion Report. Tonight, the topic is, what's it all about? The promises, the goals, and the path to eternity. The promises that came before. The promises given the Jewish people through their forefather Abraham were purely physical. That his descendants were to be set apart and would multiply, prosper, and inherit their own land if only they, the descendants of Abraham, would remain faithful and true unto their God. Moreover, for a faithful and devout Jew, there is the promise that faithfulness and devotion, obedience to the moral precepts of divine law, will bring prosperity and enrichment in this life, or at least good health and an enduring legacy. Your line will continue. Yeshua, Jesus, gave us a greater promise that obedience to his teaching, his way, his example, would bring eternal life in an eternal kingdom, not of this world, a.k.a. the afterlife. Eden reopened to humanity. There are also indications in the New Testament that Christ would return, purge the earth of evil, and set up a kingdom here, and eventually remake heaven and earth altogether. Indeed, Zoroastrians, Jews, Christians, and Muslims alike are all waiting for a warrior savior to appear and usher in a golden age, transforming the earth into a paradise, or at least lifting humanity into a new reality. Islam's promise, however, is a combination of the Jewish and Christian ideal. If you are obedient to Islamic law, obedient therefore unto God, centering your life personally, socially, legally, politically on submission to the one God forsaking all others you will be both blessed in the material life and also inherit paradise in the hereafter they are however urged to keep their eyes ever on the prize of the eternal garden it must be noted that many a Christian preacher has united the worship of materialism mammon with religion, Christ, to declare something called the prosperity gospel, which is basically built on the idea that the more money you give to their ministry, in other words, the richer you make the preacher, the more God will bless you. Critically, it's contemptible. Though it also must be said that Jews were required to give 10% of all of their income to the temple priests, and in doing so were promised similar earthly blessings, even as Muslims are commanded to give 2.5% of their income to the spread of the faith. Truly it is a known phenomenon that the more charitable someone is, the more blessings they receive. What you put out there tends to come back to you, the bread on the water principle. So, in summary, monotheistic religions tend to require that believers live their lives centered on their faith, and are thereby promised God's favor and aid in this life and or in the life to come. Yet the mystics and visionaries of many paths, with numerous accounts from those who have received truth in near-death experiences and in paranormal evidence, even in Hinduism and Buddhism, and from our own archangelic overseer, all have said that almost every single person has and will be reincarnated over and over again. Indeed, 
Some of us have been told clearly that we are mission spirits, having been here before, and having chosen to return for this project. In one sense, Uranianism could be seen as a cover-all basis monotheism. We bow like Muslims, we are baptized like Christians, told to pray for cleansing in every shower. We declare, Hear, O Israel, thy Lord thy God is one God, like the Jews. Indeed, we even offer our prayers in fire like the Zoroastrians, and acknowledge the hierarchy of nature. We can say with conviction, Allah is God, even as we declare Yahweh is God, and Jesus is Lord. We further meet the Christian standard of salvation by acknowledging that Jesus was the Son of God, that he was crucified and was resurrected, and sits at God's right hand. As required for non-Jews by Judaic principles, we follow the Noahide Code, and indeed the Ten Commandments, and then some. Like Islam and Judaism, we forbid the eating of pork. Moreover, I would say that Uriah should keep the seventh day holy and set apart. This is why we say that Uriahism is universal monotheism. Building a personal relationship with God is the entire point of the seven devotions. It's not about rules, but a relationship, a friendship, built upon a foundation of spending time with the all-personal one, each and every day of your life. Shall I ask less of you than those who have been sent before? Shall I say, live and let live? Shall I say in wickedness, do as thou wilt? Do you wish me to contradict my brothers of old, who told you not to live in fornication and adultery, idolatry and hedonism? Shall I give license for every abomination and vileness that has been forbidden to mankind from times immemorial, simply to appease popular culture? Shall I bend to the will of the Antichrist, anti-God cult of woke, C-O-W, cow, so as not to ruffle the feathers of the inane and the profane? The Orphic mysteries, the ancient Egyptians, the first Christians, for these the material life was the labor and trial required to enter eternity. Indeed, even in Buddhism and Hinduism, there is no escape from reincarnation without a heck of a lot of work. The necessity to center yourself in the work and the effort of ascendance. Revelation 3.16 So, because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. In God, in the Christ Spirit, in the Spirit of God's wisdom, in the archangels and the angels, in the saints and the messengers of the past, we have many allies. We are not alone in the task. Indeed, beyond our own faith, there are multitudes taking a stand against the rising darkness of our closing age, if only for love of Libertas rather than adoration of El Elyon. Be a good person and you'll go to heaven, they tell us, and it is not untrue. Still, how many will be convinced to return because, honestly, they are unfit and unnaturalized to the spirit life? We are not called to be servants of flesh and blood, to seek wealth and glory in this world, but to be sons and daughters of the Most High. You who love the world, who seek to appease the world, who cower for fear of offending the children of the beast in Babylon, what value have you to the kingdom? What shall you inherit but more of this, that you have bowed down to and served, obeying its gods and idols?
Psalm 82, 6. I said, You are gods, you are all sons of the Most High, but you will die like mere mortals, you will fall like every other ruler. Rise up, O God, judge the earth, for all the nations are your inheritance. The Spirit of the Light and Fire of God, who calls us to passion and illumination, calls us not to live for ourselves alone, but for the kingdom. See Matthew 6.33 So why do you live, therefore, for the world, and care for the well-being of the flesh? Is there any true and lasting promise in this world of death and darkness, or under the authority of its gods and masters? Live in expectation and excitement for the day when you are freed. Remember our brethren of old, who were slain for their hope, faith, and love, singing praises while they met their brutal end. If you would linger here, nearby, among the solar angels, and serve still, returning again to minister, risking yourself in the cycles, so be it. If you would wander gardens of paradise eternal, in peace and reflection, until you fade into whispered songs, so be it. Yet Uriel, divine light and fire, has called us to a distant shore, new heavens and new earths, to inherit worlds, walk among new stars, and stride among the galaxies of a new paradigm. Uriel has called us to passion and power, as immortal sons and daughters of the eternal, champions and prophets to worlds as yet unborn, races as yet unformed, infinite mansions, innumerable horizons. We are each called to ascendance by a friendship with God, a personal relationship with the all-personal, and as brothers and sisters to angels and transcendent masters. Again, our promises are entire worlds, true liberation and salvation from death and amnesia, never again livestock and slaves to a false astral god. What is asked? Everything. A life. An eternity. Walking in the spirit of the Almighty, I am that I am. Each of us striving to be God with us. Emmanuel. In the path of Uranism, devotion, integration, mystical training, there is a transformation from material beings into living souls, prepared for lives lived at a higher state and in a grander scheme of things. In this life, a path of miracles, phenomenon, synchronicity. See Joel 2.28. The fullnesses of our promises realized only at the doorway to eternity. Yet, if you will not even serve the eternal crusade now, in this world and life, striving to raise God's banner over the nations, then are you fit for the crown and the robes of a child of the Most High? No, you are but a serf, at best to be set out to pasture, a dreamy-eyed mutterer in the fields of gold, aimlessly wandering in contented bliss, a good end, no less, to be certain. In bored discontent, most eventually agree to return again, if having a say in it at all. Each of you here has the chance, the possibility, to become something so extraordinary, so far beyond human ambition and achievement, not by following some broken hermit in his cave, some cult leader, but by your own will and effort to follow the archangelic instructions given through a lowly little scribe. No one is asking for your money, except Lulu Press, maybe. Indeed, there is a free PDF right on the site 
Orion site. No one is holding seminars or telling you to forsake your family. It's all between you and the book and the spirit thereof. You decide how far you will go with it, how far you will go up that ladder toward the one. I am fully convinced that each one of you has what it takes and can become powerful spiritual beings in the Lord. The angry prophet declaring God's judgment and crying out, Repent! Repent! This is an ancient ideal, and lately I have been pretty angry at what's going on in the world. The ancient messengers were frequently at odds with the world and the popular culture of their times and peoples, and paid an awful price for that opposition. Yet such anger, righteous indignation, is or should be rooted in a place of love, love for God and love for humankind, the desire to see humanity united with the divine will and a sacred vision for humanity's destiny, and a passionate longing to warn the people away from the pitfalls of the soul. I extol each of you not to be overwhelmed or dissipated by the woe of our era, but to stand bravely for the higher cause, the eternal crusade of the one timeless Lord. Know that my angst and passion in these current matters indeed is fueled by a desperate hope for you and for all humankind, and indeed for the planet itself, that we should rise above and become more than mere slaves and livestock to the invisible rulers of this dark world and their earthly avatars. See Ephesians 6.12 In comfort, I say, these things shall pass though the ramifications of each human being's choice in these days shall echo across the ages to come. The times we live in have tainted our ministry in a reactionary way, which is to say I have often become so caught up in the do's and don'ts, the battle with the forces of the world, that I neglect to convey why, what we are supposed to be doing it for. It seems a desperate and unwinnable battle, in truth, and the urgency is rooted in the biblical narrative that those who bow down to the beast will suffer the second death. In the past, most people who died at least returned with some tiny piece of themselves, a basic pattern intact, and some chance that they might one day recover what had been taken from them, their past lives. As mankind merges its collective consciousness with AI and gives its full allegiance to a godless, amoral and anti-spiritual global identity, the very collective consciousness of humanity is sinking into a lower and lower level, farther and farther from the divine, and faces the possibility of entering a state of permanent spiritual undeath. I recommend you research shadow people. This is, in a sense, the final decision, the great sorting and dividing, and thus and Armageddon. Judgment. To stand with the light or the darkness. So if I seem overly passionate and urgent, try to understand the reasons, the dire situation. It is no joke and no small matter. If you get that spiritual mark, there is no going back. And for this reason, I try and try to post videos and articles and messages and comments that move you to resist because I love you and I want to walk with you in eternity. Every religion and metaphysical philosophy tends to have its own cosmology, a map of the spiritual universe, and they don't tend to agree with one another. 
A study of near-death experiences and shamanistic visions makes it clear that there are both personal and common outcomes, shared afterlife realms, in the forms of various heavenly, hellish, and otherworldly habitations. The Tree of Life in Kabbalah, as well as the scriptural statements, research how many heavens in the Bible, indicate that there are levels of existence, even as scientific cosmology indicates that there are more than three dimensions of reality. In metaphysical, psychic, mystical circles dating back to antiquity, there is a basic model or general consensus on the existence of several layers or levels of existence, which the IA refers to as planes of consciousness. We live on the material plane, for instance, bordered by the etheric plane. Then there is the astral plane, lower and upper, then the causal plane, and lastly, the spiritual plane, lower, middle, and upper. In our own cosmological diagrams are reflected consistent areas that are experienced by myself and others, but in many visions over the years I've been shown that there are as many as 83 to 86 lower planes, increasingly elemental, debased, negative, or primal, and at least as many levels above us like upper floors in the skyscraper of existence, so many floors in the mansion of our cosmic reality. In another frame of reference, imagine that there is a stack of paper in front of you, and everything we see and experience around us as reality is one page in the stack. There are many pages above us and many below us, and you might visualize that the pages above us are ever more illuminated and beautiful while those below us are ever more dark and ugly. The highest pages in the stack are pure living light and positivity, and the lowest are utter darkness and negativity, with a gradient of color and shading between them. All the pages together are one book. Imagine now that there are many books spread out across a glass table, and indeed infinite books, all floating together in a boundless ocean of living light and color. In still another metaphor, we live on one rung of a ladder, Jacob's Ladder, Genesis 28:12. There are many rungs below us and many above us. Each rung is an entire level of reality unto itself, in a sense, and there are countless ladders. You yourself are a ladder as well. You exist on this rung, this level, but you, the larger you, the unknown and greater part of yourself, lives on the other levels. There is a higher you and a lower you. There are higher and higher and higher yous, and lower and lower and lower yous. It goes on and on and on. In another sense you are like a Russian doll, and reality itself is also reflected in this sense. I suggest you research fractals. 99% of people will not outgrow their rung, their level, their position on the chain of dolls, will never awaken to anything beyond this layer, and will die and eventually be convinced to return, erased, reset, and replanted in a new pot to grow a new houseplant. Such are the herds in the Soul Ranch, fruit on the vines of the gods. Uranianism calls you to grow, expand, individuate, 
Become more and more layers. Reach out and up, but also know yourself. Examine yourself. Bring forth your truth into the light of awareness. In this, you become whole, integrated, balanced, and realized. Not just an illusion, but a realized person. Like Pinocchio, who is awakened and transformed by his journey. Do you want to be a real boy or girl? Or do you wish to remain asleep? An NPC, a non-player character, a fictional person in an unrealized world. The promise of Uranism is to outgrow the prison cell of flesh and the prison of the world, to cast off institutionalization and become a freed mind and spirit. But it's all up to you. The book of I Am and the I Am within you must meet and work together. It is a priority or it is not. Peace be unto you. Outside my dreams, I hear.